0: Purpose, obedience, prayer. Girls, let's study the word. Discover our purpose, remain in obedience, and fervently pray. Christian Girls Pop. Hey y'all, welcome to this month's CG Pop Monthly Bible Study. We are talking about getting ready to fight I'm super excited about this one. I say that about everyone, but I'm excited. I'm ready. I know that the Lord is just gonna just do some good things. I'm here for it. Um, If you are not able to watch this live, I'm also recording it um, for our podcast. So you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Or you can also just replay this video on our Facebook page at any time. So let's get started. Let's pray before we do anything else. Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you for just your presence, Lord. I pray that the words that come out of my mouth are exactly what you want me to say, God. I'm so just excited for what you've put on my heart. I pray that we just become more bold in our faith. We become stronger and you just continue to mold us and shape us into who you have called us to be. So we thank you in advance for everything that you will do and we thank you for everything that you have already done. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So this week we're talking, or this month, we're talking about getting ready to fight. We are going to be in Nehemiah chapter four, if you want to join along. Nehemiah chapter four. So a little bit of background context. Nehemiah is a leader, and he is in charge of having these people build the wall in Jerusalem. They're building a wall to protect their city. So basically with these people, Nehemiah's in charge of leading them, and he has um, basically been purposed with the assignment of um, having them build the wall. So, and it's really interesting because the Lord gave me this word, and then we talked about it at my church. I was like, okay, Jesus, you're ready, we're ready. So it was really cool to just learn more detail about it before I shared it with you guys. So um, we're gonna be in Nehemiah chapter four, starting in verse two. Well, we'll start in verse one. Now, when Sambalot heard that we were building the wall, he was angry and greatly enraged, and he jeered at the Jews. So Sambalot is basically the enemy, he's a hater. And verse two says, and he said in the presence of his brothers and of the army of Samaria, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore it for themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they finish up in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of rubbish and burned ones at that? Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him, and he said, yes, what they are building, if a fox goes up on it, he will break down their stone wall. So Sambalat and Tobiah are the haters. They're going to be the haters of the story. They are the enemy. They see that the Jews are trying to build this wall, and they are not happy about it. They feel some type of way, and so they decide to basically taunt them. They're making fun of them. They're laughing and saying, oh yeah, whatever they're trying to do will definitely not work. Stupid them. Tobias says, if a fox tries to get on that wall, it's going to knock down. So basically they're like, this is weak. They're not going to be able to do anything at all. So that's the first step of what the enemy wants to do in our lives. Anytime he sees that we're trying to do something good and positive and something for the kingdom of God, there's going to be some kind of attack. There's going to be some doubt that's placed in your mind. There's going to be people that may not necessarily agree or believe of what you're doing. Um, is It was what God called you to do and stuff like that. So you have to determine in your mind if you're still going to do what God calls you to do, whether or not people completely agree, whether or not people are fully on board, whether you get rude comments, you get negativity, whatever the case is, you have to believe that what God has called you to do is for you and you have to be ready to fight. I will continue to say this on and on and on. You have to be ready to fight as we um, just continue on this Christian journey. So continuing on verse four, hear, O our God, for we are despised. Turn back their taunt on their own heads and give them up to be plundered in the land where they are captives. Do not cover their guilt and let not their sin be blotted out from your sight for they have provoked you to anger in the presence of the builders. So Nehemiah decides to pray, and he's like, Lord, just do whatever you got to do. Handle them, handle the enemy, because I can't deal with this right now. He puts it in God's hands. So we see that the enemy has tried to place some doubt. We see that there's um, some negativity, some opposition, and the next thing we see is that Nehemiah prays. So that is showing us that's what our response should be we should always be in a state of prayer. Even before attacks come, before the enemy tries it, we still should be in prayer. And so then once we see that the enemy is sending attacks our way, we can already be one step ahead. We can already be in prayer. We can already be doing what the Lord has called us to do and just praying about it, knowing that God is on our side. So the next thing that Nehemiah does is he prays. So I want to just remind you with that, that prayer is so powerful. Prayer is so important. It's such a vital part of our Christian journey. If we are going to be strong women of God, we're going to be doing what the Lord has asked of us. We have to be in prayer constantly. And this is something I'm not just like, oh yeah, y'all should do it. This is something for me too. I need to remind myself of this, that we have to constantly be in a state of prayer. So moving on, verse six. So we built the wall. And all of the wall was joined together to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. And this is a common verse in churches. My church actually um, had a church conference recently. And um, the theme was um, building a wall and working together and, and the teamwork that comes from it. And it came from this verse, Nehemiah 4, 6. And so they decided to do what the Lord had called them to do anyway. So we built the wall. And so that is what is going to be our our challenge for the month. We always do a challenge with the Bible studies. That is going to be our challenge, our verse six. I want you to ask yourself, I want you to think about it, write it down. What is my verse six? What is God calling me to do right now that I may have a little opposition for? I mean, opposition towards or I'm having a little bit of negativity, but what has God called me to do in this current? season. What is my verse six? What is your verse six? What are you going to do despite the adversary, despite the attacks, despite whatever else is going on? What are you going to do in this season? That's what I want to ask you. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh my gosh, these live comments are funny. Um, so verse six, so we built the wall. Everybody needs a verse six. We're not going to stop at verse five or verse two or three when the, when the haters come, when the enemy comes. We're not going to just stop and say, well, they said that my wall would fall down, so it's no point in me even building it. Or, well, they said that this was going to happen or it wasn't going to work. So what's the point of trying? No, we're going to keep going. We're going to get to verse six and beyond. We are going to still do what God has called us to do anyway. Amen. Amen. So moving on, verse 7. But when Sambalah and Tobiah and the Arabs and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the repairing of the walls of Jerusalem was going forward and that the breaches were beginning to be closed, they were very angry. So now the enemy's mad. I'm telling you, the enemy is really out here like, like, y'all really about to y'all really still about to build this wall? They were, they were not ready for it. They thought, oh, we're going to taunt them a little bit, and then everything's going to go away. No, they still decided to do what the Lord had asked them to do anyway. We are going to be verse seven women. So they continued to do the wall, and, and the enemy is going to hear about it. Amen? <clears throat> so now the enemy is going to try to come up with a plan if we keep reading. And they all plotted together. This is verse 8, and they all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause confusion in it. So now they have to come up with a plot. They're saying, hmm, okay, so they're still going to do what God has called them to do, so let's try to switch something around. Let's try to make something happen so that we can have a problem still. So verse 8, and they all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause confusion in it. The same way that these haters, these enemies are plotting against the Jews, the enemy and your life will try to do the same thing. News alert. Sorry if you didn't know. I'll be the first to tell you. The enemy will try it. And he's going to plot things against you. That doesn't mean that you stop doing what the Lord has called you to do. That doesn't mean that you're not supposed to be doing certain things. It's just a simple matter of that God is going to ask something of you and the enemy is going to feel some type of way about it. I was watching a sermon once by Ty Tribbett, and he says, the enemy sits down and basically have like conference meetings with his little demons about you. He's like, all right, group meeting, group meeting, hear ye, hear ye, townspeople, demons people. Um, we have such and such person who's really out here trying to live for God, we can't let that happen. What should we do? And they, they come up with full uh, explanations. They got their their whiteboards out. They got Venn diagrams going, trying to figure out, how can we cancel this? How can we come against this? The enemy will try it. and That doesn't mean, oh my gosh, I should be so scared. I shouldn't do anything that God has called me to do. No. This is just a heads up. This is just preparation, and this just prepares you for what will happen down the road. But once you're prepared, once you're ready to fight, it doesn't phase you. It's not as bad as it seems because, one, you knew it was coming. Two, you're prepared. Preparation is never wasted time. You prepare now, the enemy's like, oh, oh, hold up. I didn't think she was going to actually listen. I didn't think she was actually going to do what God called her to do anyway. I didn't think she was actually going to be obedient to God. We are obedient to God. Things fall into place. The enemy's plan goes out the window. So let's keep reading on. And we, This is verse 9. And we pray to our God and set a guard as a protection against them day and night. So this is the second time that we have prayed. They have prayed and they said, we pray to our God and set a guard as a protection against them day and night. Notice this is a little bit different than the first time they prayed. The first time they prayed, they kind of let it in God's hands like, Lord, please help us. These enemies are out here trying to get us. Please just do your thing. Help us out. Then the next time they pray, they take action too. So they're not just saying, okay, Lord, can you just, can you just please help us out? They said, okay, we're going to pray and we're going to believe that God's fighting for us and we're going to do something about it. They set a guard as a protection. So they took action. They put up security guards basically around the wall and they say, okay, we need somebody to protect our area, our wall that we're building. We need someone to, um, Just watch over it as we sleep throughout the day um, and night and as we're working and stuff. And so we have to do that. We have to pray. We have to put things in God's hands, but also take action ourselves. Set up boundaries. Set up things that can help us to fight against the enemy even better. For example, if an area that you're struggling with is not getting enough sleep at night and you're seeing that the enemy is like pouncing on that. Set boundaries. Set a phone curfew after ten o'clock. I'm not going to be on my phone anymore. Um, if it's you're struggling with a, relationships or that kind of thing, or you're struggling with being single, set some boundaries. Don't hang out with all the ratchet single people. Don't hang out with all the people that are be complaining about how single they are. You know, you have to set up boundaries. You have to protect your peace. I am such an advocate for that because I see how. People around you can influence your circle and people around you can influence how you think, how you act. And so you have to be ready to fight. You have to prepare yourself for certain things. And in preparing yourself, you have to set up some boundaries just like they did. So um, that's what they did. They prayed and they also set up some protection. Moving on. We're gonna skip down to verse eleven, and our enemies said they will not know or see till we come among them and kill them and stop the work. So now the enemy's trying to be really slick. As we know, the enemy doesn't always show up in a red cape with horns and a pitchfork, as people will, will you know, portray him out to be. The enemy shows up half the time looking exactly what like what you want. It's like, Lord, you know, I I really just want this man with this, this, this. And he, boop he shows up around the corner. And you're like, oh, the Lord has blessed me. And you don't take time to pray about it. You don't take time to seek wise counsel. You don't ask God how he feels about it. And that man who, who was just your absolute dream man turned out to be your worst nightmare in the end. The enemy doesn't always look like what you think it's going to be. And so this verse proves that he can be sly. He can be manipulative. And so he's saying, or they're saying the enemies in this story, they're saying they will not know or see till we come among them. So they're basically going to try to sneak their way in and be nice and sly about it. And that's how the enemy works. That's how he shows up in our lives. It's when you least expect it, when you're off guard, that's, that's exactly what they're trying to do. He's trying to catch him off guard. So he tries to not be so obvious in your face. He kind of sneaks in the back door and sees what he can do from that way. And so you have to be vigilant. We have to be guarded. We have to be just ready to fight at all times. And this just should not be a downtrodden message. Oh my gosh, I'm always gonna have to fight. I'm always gonna have to do this. No, just like when anything else, you always have to be watchful. You always have to be mindful of your surroundings. You always have to be vigilant. It's the same thing. That doesn't mean that you walk around in fear or you you become isolated or withdrawn because you feel like it's easier. It's not, the enemy will still find you and tempt you in any way possible. But you're just vigilant, you're just watchful and mindful that the enemy will try to attack you when you are doing the work of the Lord. Still do it. So, we are in um, verse 11. Like we said, they will not know or see till we come among them. And like I said, you probably use that one thing or that one person that you least expect to be a part of the plan. That's how the enemy works. So just keep your heart guarded towards that. Let's go down to verse 13. So in the lowest parts of the space behind the wall in open places, I stationed the people by their clans with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles and to the officials and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. So Nehemiah, he holds a town meeting basically and he's like, look, we got a plan that we're gonna do. We have something that we're gonna get going. Let's go, let's go do what the Lord has called us to do. So now they have a plan. Nehemiah didn't just pray and say, okay, we got a little bit of security, like, okay, yeah, okay, we're good. He came up with a plan, and we have to do the same thing. We cannot just walk through this life willy nilly, just expecting things to just go so perfect every single day without any attacks of the enemies, without any, you know, opposition. We have to constantly trust and believe that God is fighting for us, but we have to have a plan too. So, like I said, go back to the boundaries, go back to things that you can set in place to fight against the enemy, whatever that looks like. There's so many different ways that we can constantly combat the the attacks of the enemy. And just like I said, living for God is great, but you will have those attacks. And so you have to just, just know that they're coming. The enemy is upset, one, that you even exist. Two, that God loves you unconditionally. And if you haven't Known that, or if you've forgotten that God loves you unconditionally. Three, he feels some type of way because if you're saved, you are in the kingdom of God, you are just a child of God, you have access to the throne of God, you have access to God, and he's upset about that, he's upset that you get to spend eternity with Christ, he's upset that he cannot spend eternity with Christ, so he's gonna do everything in his power to make that not happen. That doesn't mean that you stop working. That just means that you have a plan. So Nehemiah has a plan. He gets them fired up. He gets them ready. He says, let's go and do this. Now let's see what the enemy says about it. Verse 15, when our enemies heard that it was known to us and that God had frustrated their plan, we all returned to the wall, each to his work. So the enemies find out that they have heard, that the Jews have heard about their plan already. And they're like, man. Just like I told you once once you still keep doing what God has told you to do and you don't back down, the enemy's like, "Man, now I gotta find something else because she's actually living for God, she's being obedient, she is going gung ho and you know not letting my attacks get her down. I gotta figure something else out, So the enemy found out that God had frustrated their plan, and so the Jews said, All right." We, we've already known that we are with God. God is fighting for us. We're not worried about the attacks. Let's get to work. Let's do what God has called us to do. And so that's what we should be doing. We, we find out about the little attacks and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's still keep doing what God has called us to do. Verse 16 and 17. From that day on, half of my servants worked on construction and half held the spears, shields, bows, and coats of mail. And the leader stood behind the whole house of Judah. So basically now they're holding weapons in their hand. Verse 17, uh, we well, let's see. And the leaders stood behind the whole house of Judah who were building on the wall. Those who carried burdens were loaded in such a way that each labored on the work with one hand and held his weapon with the other. So now they've added on to their plan. Not only are they going to be stationed with spears and have their weapons with them, but now they're kind of switching out. Half of them are on construction. Half of them are strictly on guard duty, ready to attack any enemy that comes about. And so I love that they're showing that they are constantly ready to fight. They, they stay strapped, basically. Um, they're ready at all times. They said nothing's going to come our way that we're not ready for. We are always ready. And that's how you have to let the enemy know sometimes. Let him know that you're not the one to play with. You are not the one. You're ready at all times. Stay strapped. I'm here. What's up, Satan? I'm ready. Let him know what's up. Don't let him talk to you any kind of way. Don't let him send any kind of thing your way. Rebuke him. You have the authority. You have the power to rebuke Satan at any moment. Let him know that he has no authority over your life. He has no power over any circumstance that you have. And you will have the victory because you have the victory through Jesus Christ. Let him know what's up. Put him in his place and keep working for God. Let's move on. Verse... Eighteen, and each of the builders had his sword strapped at his side while he built. So they're still working for God. Even the ones that are doing the construction, they still got a weapon. So you work and you're and you're vigilant. Just like you would walking down the street at night, you're still walking, but you watch your surroundings, you look behind you, make sure everything's okay. You do the same thing spiritually. Keep working, keep walking towards your goal, keep walking in your purpose, but just be vigilant at all times. Have your spiritual taser or knife with you. Or uh, your Glock. If you live in a you know certain neighborhood, you may have a Glock. Let me stop. But um, you know you're ready at all times. You you let Satan know like I'm ready. Don't come for me, Satan, because I'm ready for you. And you will you will regret coming for me. Verse twenty. Let's skip down a little bit. In the place this is Nehemiah talking to the people. In the place where you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. Nehemiah reminds the people, no matter what we do, no matter what we have going on, our God will fight for us. And that's what I want to remind you with. Yes, we've talked about how the enemy may attack. Yes, we've talked about being vigilant, but the most important thing to remember is that God is already fighting for you and so nothing else matters. You already have the victory through Jesus Christ. So receive it, believe it, accept it, knowing that God is fighting on your behalf. Him on your side means the world. That's better than any weapon you could ever have, any boundaries you set, anything like that. Yes, you have your plan, but know that God is fighting for you most importantly. And he, Nehemiah encourages the people with that. So that is where your victory lies in knowing that God is fighting for you. Let's read the last bit of the chapter. So we labored at the work, and half of them held the spears from the break of dawn until the stars came out. I also said to the people at that time, Let every man and his servant pass the night within Jerusalem, that they may be a guard for us by night and may labor by day. So they keep working, they keep doing what God has called them to do, they keep security, they keep protection. And here's a very important verse, verse 23. So neither I, nor my brothers, nor my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me. None of us took our clothes, took off our clothes. Each kept his weapon at his right hand. So they were vigilant. They were guarded even as they slept. And so that's something that was um, actually really interesting to me because this week I got tested on that very thing. I always pray over my dreams i always pray against any um any just attacks an enemy while i'm sleeping i feel like that's a very vulnerable vulnerable i can't say that word vulnerable there we go vulnerable area for me and for a lot of us because we really can't control what happens while we're sleeping because we're sleeping and so i feel like the enemy's like hey my time to pounce so i always try to pray against the enemy, rebuke Satan all that before I go to sleep. And the other night I didn't, I was so tired, so, so tired. And I didn't pray um, over my dreams and I had some crazy dreams. I woke up all kinds of messed up and I was like, okay, no, we are not doing this. The enemy tried it, it really did. And it was interesting cause I was like, I always know I'm gonna get tested on the same thing that I shared to somebody else. So there's my test and I was like, "Mm, while I'm over here talking about having a plan while I sleep, I didn't have a plan while I slept. So I advise you and encourage you to pray over your sleep, pray over your dreams. Uh, Just keep the enemy out of your house, keep him out of anywhere, even while you're sleeping. So you can be vigilant while you're sleeping. You pray against things before before you hit the pillow and let God fight for you while you're sleeping. That's exactly what they did. They had a plan even while they slept. Apparently, um, both of my parents are military parents, and um, they were explaining to me that in the military, you're taught to hold your weapon while you sleep. So basically, if anybody comes up on you even real quick, you just bam. And so I was like, oh, I didn't know that. But that's interesting. That's the same thing they did here in um, Nehemiah 5 20, uh, 4.23. They prepared themselves and fought, or basically were like ready to fight even in their sleep. And so... It just shows you that we have to be ready at all times. The enemy will try in every capacity possible. And so we just have to be ready. We have to be ready to fight. That's where this topic came from um, for this monthly Bible study. It's just to be ready to fight at all times. No matter what that looks like, it's gonna look different every time. And so you may have to adapt your plan a little bit. You may have to redirect things some, but know that Once you have a plan set in place, once you let God take over, you have the victory. You got it in the bag. You're good. You have won. And so there's no need to worry. There's no need to walk in fear or to walk in doubt. Trust and believe that the Lord is fighting for you. So here's a couple ways, now that we have walked through scripture, a couple practical ways to always be ready to fight. Guard your heart from friendships, guard your heart from family, music, different places to go. Wherever you feel like the enemy is going to attack you the most, don't go there. If he's going to attack you here, don't go there, don't do certain things, don't hang out with certain people. Yes, it may be hard, but you have to protect your peace. You have to guard your heart. And most importantly, you have to be ready to fight against the enemy at all times. And you can't do that if you're sitting in the same sp- if you're chilling with him. We love to say, oh, I have authority over the enemy, but then we're, we're hanging out with him. Mm, I, I, I mean, you have authority if you walk away and choose to not hang out with him. Don't entertain the enemy. And so that means that you may have to choose to do certain things. You may choose to have uh, certain pieces cut out of your life or whatever the case is in order to follow God fully. Guard your thoughts. Where, where's my mind going? If you feel like your mind is going off to a certain direction, snap it back into place. One thing that works for me, if I feel like my thoughts are going crazy, I start talking out loud and I say, No, no, Satan. That immediately, it, it's actually like a psychological thing. You can't really think about that same thing and start talking at the same time. So you start talking, you say no to Satan, and it immediately draws your thoughts back into subjection with yourself. And so you get to tell your thoughts, nope, mm -mm, not what we're doing, let's think about something else. So guard your heart, guard your thoughts, be constantly in the word. We always talk about reading your Bible and you're like, yeah, 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 read my Bible. No, seriously, read your Bible. The scripture has everything that you need to fight against the enemy. You learn scripture, you begin to memorize it. That same scripture will come up when you have an attack, when you are in a low spot, when you're fighting certain things, and you'll be able to use that scripture against the enemy himself. We see it in the New Testament when Jesus was tempted by the enemy, Jesus used scripture to combat the enemy. He Every time the enemy tried something, he was like, actually, I got a scripture for you. Let me just bring that up real quick. I got a scripture here. He lets him know, nope, scripture is my, my weapon. So be constantly in the word, always in prayer, just like we said earlier, be always in prayer, always looking to um, God as the sole substance of your life, talking with him throughout the day. Prayer doesn't have to look like I'm on my knees, I'm, my, my head is bowed, I'm in my quiet time. You could pray while you're walking, talking, driving, working, working out, whatever the case is. And um, lastly, to be in a church, be in a community setting of some sort. You may not be able to go to church every week. Find some community. Have a Bible study with someone. Have some kind of Jesus conversation with somebody. Have that constant renewing and let iron sharpen iron. Iron, Oh, that was country. Let iron sharpen iron so that you can continue to just do what the Lord is told you to do um, and have people build you up, have people just encourage you and remind you of the promises of God, of the just potential that you have and the purpose that God has called and given you. So these are some practical ways to um, fight against the enemy. And like I said earlier in the Bible study, the challenge for this month is to ask yourself, what is my verse six? What am I doing in this season? What, what, What should I be doing in this season? Is there things that I need to Work harder at? Is there things that I need to um, just have a certain response to? Is there things that I'm not doing that I should be doing? Ask yourself that. And the second challenge is ask yourself what is one thing that I can add to my plan against the enemy? It's always good to have a plan, but we may need to adapt as time goes on. So if you have boundaries, should I add a new boundary? Should I take off one? Should I change it around? Should I stop going here? Should I start going here? What is one thing that I can add to my plan against the enemy? We have to be ready. We have to be vigilant. We have to be constantly ready to just be ready for whatever the Lord has for us and be okay with that. So that is all for this month's Bible study. I pray that you were encouraged. I pray that you were just motivated and reminded that God is fighting for you. That's the most important thing out of this entire Bible study. Just remember that God is fighting for you for you. If you haven't already, you can follow us on Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. You can also check out our website, christiangirlspop.com. There we have prayers that you can download. We have blogs uploaded. We have updated events and meetings that are taking place. If you are in the Houston area, we're having a Christian Girls Pop holiday party, December 14th from 6 to 9 p.m. So come through there is actually an event link on the facebook page here so you can let us know if you're coming um and it's potluck so let us know what you bring in okay well you you can't come if you don't bring nothing just kidding you can still come but please bring some food thank you um you also can find our podcast on itunes spotify and soundcloud this bible study will actually be recorded and uploaded to um those platforms so feel free to check us out there Thank you so much for hanging with me and just just talking about the Lord, talking about the goodness of who he is and the reminder that he fights for you. He fights for you and with you. Um, just know that I am constantly praying for you and um, Jesus loves you so much. Don't you ever forget it.